Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and let our soul, our mind, will, and emotions just fall into into the spirit, into God. Just relax. Appreciate what God has done in your life, what he's doing in your life. Appreciate and be grateful that he loves you. And just say, Lord, thank you. Lord, you are welcome here. You are welcome in our lives. You are welcome in this time together to do whatever you want. To make yourself known. To heal. To encourage. To direct. To answer our questions. Or not. Lord, we recognize your presence at all times. And we just thank you for this adventure that we're on. That you have brought us onto this earth for such a time as this. And we just want to know you. For no other reason than to know you. That in you is our contentment, our joy, our satisfaction, our purpose. That you are our greatest hopeful fulfillment. Becoming one, spirit, soul, and body in you. We thank you that you know how to get us there. That this is your task, your job, that you're going to You've committed yourself to it, and we just need to show up and be available and enjoy the ride. Don't let us miss you, Lord. We give you permission to do whatever is necessary in our lives to bring us closer to you and to reunite our soul and spirit. Thank you, Lord. So again, we've been talking about seeking the Lord at night and the different ways and the we do that and the value of the night seasons. Take a couple moments, though, and just let you know that this is not a legalistic approach. This is not a mandatory requirement for knowing God for being able to perceive his presence. This is merely an opportunity. The night seasons are an opportunity for us. They're not the only opportunity. So 
we don't approach anything, we don't approach any avenue, any path, any instruction as mandatory or rigid or defining. If you have a hard time getting up at night, fine. If you can't do it, fine. That's totally between you and God. Remember, you, your spirit is already completely united with God. He is already well-pleased with you. He is satisfied and content and thrilled with the relationship he has with you, your spirit. All without you having to go out of your comfort zone. Without you having your soul united with your spirit, he's already done the work of bringing you into his kingdom. Your spirit, who you truly are, is in the kingdom. You've already received all the eternal life you're ever going to get. Your spirit already perceives all mysteries solved. Your spirit right now transcends time. Your spirit is where the dinosaurs roamed the earth and is billions of years into the future when the earth dissolves into dust. Exists in eternity right now because your your spirit is already one in God with God God does not spirit consider your spirit other you are one with him you've been united with him spiritually You don't need to worry about disappointing him or missing him or not living up to him or not satisfying a requirement in your spirit. That's all been done. Our task here on this earth is about our soul. When we say, Lord, don't don't let me miss you, we're talking about don't let our soul miss you, not our spirit. Because it's our soul that is running rampant in our existence, doing what it wants. It's like a, a new puppy doesn't know what the leash is, doesn't know doesn't know anything, just runs around doing whatever it wants, chews up whatever it wants, goes to potty wherever it wants. Yeah, it's lovable and adorable, but they can be really destructive. And that's our soul. We have great strengths and great weaknesses, but left to its own devices, Our soul can never meet its own needs. 
God will not let it. God will not let you, your soul, get its needs met outside of your spirit. This is why he wanted to redeem you. This is why the reconciliation occurs. So we are brought into, re-brought into our created alignment of spirit, soul, and body. Oneness. Not body, soul, spirit. Not soul, spirit, body. But spirit, soul, and body. Our body is here to function on this earth. Our soul gives us a level of individuality and growth and awareness. And our spirit is eternal life in God. The same character, the same quality, the same value, the power, the authority, the love, everything that's true about God is true about your spirit. That which is born of spirit is spirit. Your spirit is finished. Your soul is not. Not that your soul will become spirit, but your spirit has the life that your soul needs. Your soul has built up a fortress around itself to prevent enemies from storming its gates, to to prevent protect itself from unwanted visitors or having to change. And has your soul has lived a life of want. Never enough. Never satisfied. Never truly content. A lot of times we think, well, if we know God we'll have more of what we already have now. But just a little bit more of what we have now will never be enough because just more of we got, all that does is separate us from God, from our spirit, more. It's like, We've got in our hand a quarter. And God wants to give you a mountain of gold. But to get that mountain of gold, you're going to have to drop the quarter so you can receive the mountain of gold. Now, your soul is double-minded. Your soul is divided on this whole process. Your soul wants to be reunited with your spirit. That's what it was created for. That's what its purpose and desire and identity is. 
And yet your soul is also scared. Your soul has been hurt and rejected, and it's fearful and wounded and confused. It's been lied to. It doesn't know what the truth is. So it says, no, this may be a prison, but at least I'm safe. I can control who can come and who can go. And I control how I get my needs met. And God being a kind God, our soul time to learn to trust him by letting him heal us and prove his faithfulness and give our soul a taste of what eternal life what eternal life is like and how it changes us and how once we partake of that eternal life we don't thirst we don't hunger we are satisfied and content now as he starts that process Many of the things we're talking about are just the starting points of major changes that the Lord wants to do according to his times and seasons. And it may just be minor things in your own eyes. But on a larger scale, there are times and seasons for how he reveals himself in cultures, in this earth, maybe even in the galaxy. But for you and I, we can just rest in the process, knowing that even if we don't see all he's doing in our lives, he is, through your spirit, God is wooing your soul to return. There's so many great visuals that we get in Psalms. How... The lover, the lover relationship. God loves you. God loves your soul. God wants to reunite with your soul and your body. He wants you to be one. Not so you can serve him, but so you can receive him. Remember, what's his nature? His nature is love. He can't not love you. There's nothing he can do to stop himself from loving you. And what does that look like? What does God's love look like? It looks like giving, expressing, creating, sharing, growing, expanding, more, 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 more. That is his nature, to share with us who he is, his love for us. Now, state of the soul, the way it is right now, we would not be able to contain it. So we're in that process of our soul being reunited with our spirit. And he's doing it. These, these things we're, we're learning about, the habits, the opportunities, 
But again, there's no pressure. We are not developing a scorecard or a way of controlling and manipulating God. We are expanding ways to approach God, to make ourselves available. When you start considering, okay, how am I going to know him? Here, and we say, here are three things. Try these. It's not about, okay, I'm going to do these three things, and then God's going to show up. In a lot of ways, the purpose of having a list of things to do, and we're next we're going to be looking at some supernatural experiences and how to have them, and there's going to be steps. And the purpose of these steps is not for you to get good at the steps. It's for you, your attention to shift from the soul, from the body, from the supernatural and the natural, shifting to spirit, shifting to God. God wants wants us to want what he wants for us. And he wants us to be unified, spirit, soul, and body. So we've been talking about seeking the Lord at night and how important the night seasons are. And, you know, we're not going to define what nighttime is or anything. It's when things are quiet. Whatever your, you know, whatever your time frame is, when things are quiet, when you won't be disturbed, when everyone else is quiet and you can be quiet and alone with God. So we can ask the Lord when we're asleep to wake us for a visit if he chooses. Remember, your spirit is already in constant communion with God. So you don't have to get his attention. But it's good to say, okay, Lord, come and visit. I'm available if you'd like to come and wake me up. I'm up for that. We say that and we think that not for his benefit, but for ours. So before you go to bed, simply ask God to visit you. Real simple. Do it. Do your own, use your own words, choose your own phrase, however you want to do it. it this is not a chant or a magic sentence. Lord, if you want to speak with me tonight, that would be cool. That'd be great. I'd love to talk to you. I'm available. Now, like most people, if you have a hard time getting up at night, plan for that. Lord, don't let me miss you if you want to come for a visit tonight. Again, we're not taking some specific language, you know, a magic incantation that will get him to come to us. 
but we start with an attitude of appreciation and that we're available. So we have a, a receptive, open, receiving attitude toward God. Because if God is unconditionally giving, what are we supposed to do? What, how, what is our stance towards him, our soul? Because, again, your spirit's already connected. Unconditionally receive. God wants to give unconditionally. Our task is to unconditionally receive and just say thanks. This is why appreciation and gratitude is such a hallmark of a truly spirit-filled walk. Because we just say thanks all the time. We are just so grateful. Not because we're so unworthy, but because we are receiving, we are just constantly receiving his life. Because that's his desire for you, is that you would just receive his life, whatever that means for your situation. Now, part of this process is working on your soul. And there's this weird dichotomy about, like, discipline and your... uh, and self-control and what you'll find is we have let our soul again your soul is your mind your will and your emotions we've let our soul do what it wants for so long that we think saying okay no now you're you're going to start conforming to spirit we think that's self-discipline and self-control, when really it's simply saying, no, you're going to be the soul that God created and receive life from spirit. We're simply encouraging our soul to return to its God-given, God-made relationship to our spirit. Your spirit and soul work as a unit, and your body work as a unit when there's no interference from your soul's defenses, that that wall, that moat, that defensive structure that your soul has, has created. As that comes down, your soul is more and more free to return to that life-fulfilling relationship with your spirit. So we're not trying to make our soul stronger and say, okay, I'm going to make myself get up at such and such a time. We look at every opportunity as a way to know God more, to receive more life. So the whole idea of being able to get up, let's say you decide, you, you talk with the Lord, and he says, I'd like you to get up on at 2 o'clock every evening and spend 15 minutes with me. 
We go, okay, how are we going to do this? And we start rearranging our lives. We start going to bed earlier and making sure our thoughts are focused on the Lord and we set up a place where we're going to visit him and we set the alarm clock. And through the process of preparing, we go, well, this is, you know, we maybe start getting up and we can't stay awake for 15 minutes and we get angry at ourselves. And we say, oh, I'm going to give up. This is stupid anyway. And then in our quiet time, God says, well, why... You know, where did this stupid thing come in? Where, you know, where did this anger come in? And he starts using every opportunity. He uses that opportunity to reveal a lie you believe about yourself. Or maybe there's this script that you've grown up hearing in your head about yourself. Or who knows? But he uses this opportunity to know him at night to expose areas that he's working on 24-7. Everything in our life is an opportunity and a process. Here's the thing. Because, again, God's going to be the one to reunite your spirit, soul, and body. He's doing it. It's on his time frame, and he knows exactly what he needs to do and how and he's doing it. He could do it in a blink of an eye. He could remove all the lies, heal all the wounds, completely restore you, spirit, soul, and body. He could do that right now. So why doesn't he? Because the value is in the process. Not the value to him, He's fully satisfied. He already has everything he wants and needs. The value for us. We learn. We value. We experience change and growth and healing and appreciation through the process. So it is all about, on this earth, we have this weird thing called time. And our bodies are subject to it. And even, you know, we say we have 100 years. We each have 100 years on this earth. It's a blink of an eye. It's not very long. And we can start to see God's plan that we are here for a short period of time to experience a short period of time. God has things that we can appreciate and value and be changed and conform to his likeness and learn to to live and move and have our being as a spirit being in him, on this earth. And and we can start redeeming our time, our 100 years, by seeing every moment as an opportunity. Lord, what's going on here? 
And so one of the reasons we we are talking about the supernatural experiences is because your soul functions in the supernatural realm. Again, what is supernatural? Super just simply means above, above the natural realm. Your soul functions above the natural realm. Your soul and your body are two different things. Your soul has different senses. And God wants you to not only live as a natural being that knows God, but also a supernatural, that supernatural soul, your soul, to, to bring you into oneness with your spirit, your soul will need to be freed from thinking that you're nothing more than the senses that you're using right now. So he expands us and draws us. Our job, our project, is to be available and just say thanks and enjoy this hundred years. Enjoy this trip on this earth. So once again, we'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Again, feel free to drop me a line at diane at therainersclub.org or through Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.